Hello, my name is Carl Lloydhauser. I am the senior pastor of Grace Community Church, and I am so excited that you are with us on this podcast. We also want you to get connected in a church family. If you don't have a local church, check us out at gracemontrose.org. We want to make sure that you have an opportunity to grow and connect with God. But we pray that these next 25, 30 minutes that you spend with us are powerful, that God meets you and speaks to you because he loves you so much. So I had a chance a little over a month ago, um, I went uh, mountain biking for a couple days in Moab. And there's a reason that people go and come from all over the world to Moab uh, to go mountain biking. That place is legit. There was there was amazing paths all over the place. And um, I ran across this video of here, like here's one path that you can take when you're in Moab. I didn't do this one, but it, it looks pretty good. Go ahead and bring that video up if you would, please. <clears throat> I don't know, I, I can't even imagine. But was, so I did, I, you know, I got a little video of me and Mine's similar, I think. It's mine's pretty close. So let's go ahead and now uh, play. Okay, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is, right there. Come on, huh? So there's different paths that you can take. Yeah, you don't need to clap on that. Thank you anyway. So <laughs> there are different paths that you can take all over that place. And there's, that's the path that that guy chose. And you saw the path that I chose. And uh, what I want to talk a little bit about today is the path that you are on. And the question I would have for you is what path are you taking right now in life? And one of the questions you've got to answer is, where are you going? Like, where, where's your life headed? What is the destination? And if you don't know the destination, then how can you possibly choose the path? How can you possibly know what path you should be on? And so I want to show you the apostles actually were struggling a little bit with that question in uh, John chapter 14. And they're wondering like, well, where are we going, Jesus? Where are you leading us here? And it says uh, we have Thomas coming to Jesus in John 14, verse 5. And Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way. How do we know where to go? And this is just an awesome verse. You should memorize this verse if you don't have it memorized. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I love that. Such a powerful passage. Like the only way, the only way to God right here is Jesus. No one can get to God except through Jesus. And he says, if you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you know him and you have seen him. And then another apostle, Philip, says, well, Lord, show us the Father, and that'll be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing the work. So they're saying, okay, well, where do we go? Where are we going? What is the destination? And Jesus brings the light into it. He illuminates the path and says, the way that you go is through me. That's the path. And the destination, what's the destination? It's the Father. One of the things I love about Jesus is you have shown me the Father. You have taken me, led me to the Father. What a beautiful thing. Is that he says, okay, this is the way. This is the way to your creator. This is the way to God. This is the way to connect with the one who loves you and thought about you before the foundations of the world. And I love how Jesus brings light into that path 
And it's a path that we cannot otherwise find. It's a path we can't otherwise go. There is no other way to see the Father except through Jesus. There's no other way to come to the Father except through Jesus. And I want you to understand when we talk about this as the destination, that our destination is the Father. I'm not just talking about heaven. Like, okay, yeah, I'll live and then one day I'll be up there with him. I'm talking about every single day. I'm talking about every single thing that you do. Is that every path you're on, the destination, the goal, the end, the reason of that path is the Father. To be with him, to know him, to walk with him. Now, my uh, daughter and son-in-law right now, they're making some big choices uh, in their life. They're trying to figure out, okay, well, what are we doing next? And they're thinking, okay, do we do some more schooling or do we just settle down right now? Or another question that they're really debating right now is, okay, well, do we move to Montrose or do we go to some wrong place right now? They're trying to figure that out. And then another important question that they're actually talking about right now is, do we have grandchildren at this time or do we make the wrong choice at this time? And so I'm trying to help them make the right choices here. And these are important choices for their lives, right? But, but listen, no matter what path they take, the destination is the same. And I, I would hope that actually alleviates some anxiety for you. One of the things I say often is, you know, whatever street you're on, Jesus is down that street. Whatever street you go down, God's there. Now, it may be difficulty and, you know, not the best street. It could be a dark alley, but Jesus is down that street. And so, you know, we're always so worried. Well, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to, should I go here? Should I go here? Listen, the goal ultimately, no matter which road you go down, is the Father. And if we remember that, I think we should have a lot of peace. Like, okay, well, I believe I'm supposed to go this way. This is, from everything I know, the best decision I can make is this one. Here we go. And the beautiful thing is that the reason that you're going down there is the Father. That's the goal. I mean, the only hard stop, the only hard no is when you know this isn't going to take me closer to the Father. This is going to hurt my relationship with him. So don't go down that road. But other than that, you are going to meet him. If you seek him earnestly, he's going to guide you and you're going to grow closer to him down that path. There are all sorts of paths, all sorts of ways to go, but always the same goal. It's him. You see, a lot of us, we we think, well, it'll start once I get there, right? That's one of our problems. But actually, when you get there, that's actually just when the current there ends, isn't it? You know, so we think, okay, well, as soon as I get that remodel done, then my life will really begin. But do but you know what's waiting there when you get there? Just a new place that's not there. You know, it's a new place for you to go, another thing to do. And, and we see you spend so much time walking on the path and so little time actually arriving. I think it's so important to know that the path is the point. You know, I think about, um, this is the reason... Um, the, the, the one of the reasons I love my house, I just love where I live right now. And do you know why it is? It's because I have fixed so many broken things. Like I just like, and, and it's like, <clears throat> there's this process of sweat and tears and like cursing. And then going to Home Depot, like multiple trips for one item, you know, and I've done that so many times. There's just like, it connects me there. And there's something with that process. I, you know, when farmers say that they love the land, I get it. When you work something, you just keep working, investing your life into it. There's something that happens. And, and see, the journey is just as important as the arrival. 
And I'm learning to, to love the road. I mean, the fixing is just as good as the, the working towards the fixing is just as good as arriving. Because as soon as you arrive, you just gotta fix something, at least in my house, you just gotta fix something else. And then you fix something else, right? And I wanna encourage you to learn to love the road that you are on. Love getting there just as much as arriving. You know, they say, well, life is a journey, right? You've heard that before. See, but the point of it actually isn't where you're getting. The point of it is who you are taking the journey with. The point of it is wherever you are going to do it with the Father. And so if you're like remodeling your house, hey, you know, that's wonderful. And building your house, it's fine. But actually the point isn't getting that done. The point is being with the Father as you go there. You know, just the, uh, I was uh, last week on Tuesday, I think it was, or Monday, it was Monday, I, I prayed. I said, God, thank you that I haven't been sick. I don't know, it's just like, I haven't been sick for a long time. I am thankful for my health. You know what happened two days later? <clears throat> I got sick on Wednesday, right? And by this, I was like, okay, now wait a second, Carl. You were just thanking God for your health. So now what are you gonna do? All right, so I decided, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go through this one a little bit differently. And I'm not going to just like gut this thing out. I'm not going to say, okay, well, I'll be happy again. I'll live again once this sickness is over. I'm actually going to make the most of this thing, okay? And I was like, I'm making this conscious decision right now. So I'm like, okay, every day I'm going to be thankful. And the worse I feel, the more I'm going to be grateful. So I was like, feel like, oh, okay. And it wasn't the easiest thing. There wasn't a lot I could think of to be thankful of. But one thing I was just like, Lord, every time I feel bad, I'm just going to thank you for the times that I do have health. Thank you for that. And then I was like, hey, I get to lay around. I don't get to lay around very often. And then I get to work from home. That doesn't happen very often either. And see, I'm, I'm like, I'm determined. I'm going to be joyful through this sickness. And I'm not going to say, well, my joy is on hold until my circumstances get to how I want them to be. I was like, okay, this is where I am. I'm in through this lousy cold, and I am going to make the most of it in the middle of it. So if you're, you're going to school or, or something like that, listen, school is a good thing, but I want to tell you that the goal actually isn't graduating. The goal is walking with the Father through the schooling. Christmas right now, if Christmas for you is just one day with presents, I mean, you're missing the whole thing. It's a whole season. It's a time right now. Actually, it's an everyday truth that guides everything that we do, that Jesus came to be with us so we could be with the Father. You know, I'm going to talk a little bit right now about some common paths that we all take. That this, this is, I'm going to talk about three different paths, and you are either on one of these three paths, or you are headed for each of these paths. Okay, every single one of them. And, and I want to talk about how Jesus illuminates that path, and how if we keep the Father as the goal, we can go through these different paths successfully, all right? So let's look at Jeremiah 6, 16, and he talks about <clears throat> a certain path here. And he says, and then, you know, before I read this, I want to just give you a little context. So this is actually um, Jeremiah, this prophecy comes to him from the Lord when Israel is just about to go down. So Babylon is coming. I mean, the siege ramps, they're starting to be built. Okay, so there's just all sorts of turmoil. And I mean, everything is about to change for Israel. I mean, forever. This is, it's like they're going to go up to captivity. They are about to lose a major war. They're about to lose the battle. And this is what, in verse 16 of chapter 6, this is what the Lord says at that time. He says, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. That's interesting. So you're at a crossroads. You've got different choices. There's four different ways to go here. And what does God say? He says, okay, just stand there. Look. 
discern, take heed. Where are these different paths going, okay? And then this is how you do it. Ask for the ancient paths. It's so good. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. Lord, what's the good way? What's your truth say here? And then here's the answer. If you do that, you will find rest for your souls. Anyone want rest for their souls? Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where's the good way and then walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But you and I say, nah, we're not going to walk in it, right? So now here's the thing. In times of rapid, here's a point in your notes, in times of rapid change, walk according to the ancient path, the ancient truth. So when things are changing, things are chaotic around you, that is the time where we come back to this. There are so many voices out there right now. You know, I get these little letters and like, you know, I hear, get this like, well, God's saying this and then God's saying the opposite. And you're like, what, what, what is God saying here? And you get the experts and you get the news and people saying this, that, and everything else. And you know what I do where I find peace, where I find comfort, where I find rest, where I'm like, it's going to be okay is when I just come back to this. It is just a really good time to be grounded in the word right now. It is a really good time to stand on ancient truth. And people say, well, we got to go this way or we got to go that way. And I'm like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I know this. I know I'm going to be okay here if I just, if I live according to this. It's all going to work out. Because for over 3,500 years now, through all sorts of world wars and through famines and plagues and through empires that rise and empires that fall, you know what stood true? Right here. You know what you can stand on through all of that? The Word of God. The truth of God is just a good time to stand on the word of the Lord. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet, is a light to my path. That's another good verse to memorize. You don't know where to go. You can't see clearly. It's confusing out there. Go back to the ancient truths. I know God is good. I know there's a future and a hope for me. I know that he's going to take care of me. I know that when he comes, like, that he's going to take me home. I mean, we just stand on these truths. And when the things that you've always counted on are changing around you, <clears throat> excuse me, for example, like Christmas right now, maybe for many of you, it's just like you've lost someone or it's just different. This is not going to be the same. Or, or you even look at like Montrose. It's just, well, Montrose has always been this, and now it's this. Or America has always been like this, but now it's this. That's the time where we just stand on the ancient paths. And isn't it interesting that, I mean, they are facing the collapse of their nation. And he says, stand on the ancient paths. And in the midst of the chaos, you will find rest for your soul. What a good time to stand on God's word. And we shouldn't be surprised that people are kind of hurrying and scurrying and it gets a little confusing out there. Jesus told us about this in Matthew 24, verse 24. He said, for false Christs, false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles. Oh, wait, I missed 23. I'm going to do 23. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. So there's powerful voices out there. There's powerful counterfeits, but I love that. Because listen, if you are in Jesus, you are the elect. And the beautiful thing is you can't be deceived. Why? Because you have the Spirit of God giving testimony to you. And so you see this thing, and they say that thing, and you're like, "Mm, something seems a little off. 
And that's when you come back here and you say, oh, I know why it's off, because it's not grounded in the truth of God's word. And see, you don't have to worry about it because the Spirit of God is within you. It's not possible. He is going to lead you into truth. See, I've told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you there he is out in the desert, don't go. Or here he is in the inner room, don't believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. So there's new ideas, there's new thoughts. It's this way, it's that way. New truths, new insights. And you know what, when I get confused, I'm just like, ah, what now? What are we supposed to do? Or like, I'm just kind of missing it. Or like, I'm kind of like, I don't have that special revelation that other people do. I just go back to the ancient truth. I'm like, all right, hey, you guys go for it. I'm just gonna be standing here. I'm just gonna be resting here. You guys, you know, do what you need to do. But I'm going to stand on what God says. <clears throat> so there's a, a guy named Buckminster Fuller, and in in back in the 80s, he said uh, he had this theory of the, the knowledge doubling curve. And so his theory was that for most of history, every 100 years, knowledge would double. And then in 1945, things changed. Because of World War II, it started to accelerate. And he says, now, now it actually doubles every 25 years. But then this guy named David Schilling, he came along, he looked at it, he said, you know, you know actually, it's not every 25 years. Um, we're actually probably to about every 13 months, our knowledge doubles. And then IBM, they wrote a, a report, a little article, and said, no, you know, if you really look at it, knowledge is doubling about every 12 hours. Now, that's a lot of reading. I mean, it's kind of tough to keep up on that, right? <clears throat> Things are changing and moving so fast. And, and I want to encourage you, learn new stuff and stay curious and grow, but stand on the ancient path. In times of chaos, in times of change, just stand on what you know is true. You have what you need for this time. You know how to discern you know how to go through these questions. You know what is true and just stand on it in the middle of it. All right, so that's one path. Change is a path you can expect. There's another path that, that, that's around us right now. And, and it's uh, Proverbs 10.9. Let's jump over there real quick. Okay, Proverbs 10.9 talks about a path, and it says, The man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. All right, so we have around us, I think there's all sorts of crooked paths. And so here's, here's the next word that I'd have, the next point that I would have for you, and that is in times of moral decay, walk with unwavering integrity. So as things are weird and crumbling and strange and people are making bad choices around you, walk with unwavering integrity. If your boss is making bad decisions, let him make his bad decisions, but you walk with integrity. No matter where you go, and there's always a crooked path. No matter what path you are on, there's a way to make a crooked. There's a way to cheat. There's a way to be proud. There's a way to be selfish in the midst of it. But here's the thing. If we're walking with the Father and the goal is the Father, the Father is always on the high road. Always. He always takes the high road. Every little thing you do, we say, okay, we're going to go up with God. We're going to do it His way rather than our way. And the goal actually is not to win. The goal is not to be right. The goal is to be righteous in the midst of it. One of the things that we, we often say here is we don't fight fire with fire like everyone else does. We fight fire with water. We don't fight flesh with flesh. We fight flesh with spirit, the spirit of God. And winning isn't being proved right. Winning isn't actually necessarily getting your way. It is just staying on the high road. 
Winning is continuing in integrity. Winning is continuing in righteousness, no matter what anybody else does around you. And it's so good, and it's so important to understand where are you headed and how are you getting there? It's just, it's, this has been so good for me because people often, they'll come to me and they'll say, Carl, we gotta do this and we gotta do that and, and this, is, oh, this is the biggest, most important thing right now. And it's just so good for me to say, you know what, you, gotta, you do, you gotta do that. And you gotta go after that. But you know what, the Father has directed me to do this. It, do you know what the Father has you doing right now? I would really encourage you to figure it out. Like, what is, it, what, is it, what is it that you're supposed to put your hands to? What's your mission right now? Because all these other missions are going to come in. And it's so important for me to say, listen, that's a good thing. It's a great thing. But right now, I have to move forward with the Father. I, I just, I got to stay on mission. This is what he has asked me to do. I'm going to do this right now. And I'm going to do it with integrity. See, that's integrity, to stay true to what God has called you to do. And listen, you can trust that God is leading you. And you can trust that he has you on assignment. And it's, it's not just okay to say no to the other assignments. It's actually imperative that you do. I, I bless it, but I'm not doing it. This is what I'm supposed to do. All right, here's another path that we walk in here. So if you have uh, your Bible, go over to Psalm. And this Psalm 23. This is the great Psalm of comfort. So that's a beautiful, beautiful passage and this is what we read at funerals this is what we read in difficult times this is what we read in the valleys and it says the lord is my shepherd shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside quiet waters he restores my soul he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake even though i walk to the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me and what we have here is another path that you will be walking on one point or another. Don't be afraid of it, but these come and these go, and that is the difficult path. And in times of difficulty, what we do, as we see here in Psalm 23, is we walk forward in pain. Excuse me, in faith. <laughs> pain is what we're having, faith is what we're keeping. Sorry about that. In times of difficulty, we walk forward in faith. And there is a blessing in pain. There's actually a blessing that you can find in loss. Now, I'm not saying your pain is good. I'm not saying it's from God. But if you look for the Father in the middle of it, if you say, okay, the goal is the Father in this, I'm going to walk with the Father in this, you will find Him. And you will find blessing in it that you can't find in other places. And when you call out to God, He will be near to you. God answers your cries, not necessarily your wise. You know, we're always like, well, why this, why that? He doesn't necessarily answer that one. But if you cry out to him, God answers your cries, not your whys. And you cry out and he comes near. I mean, when is Israel closest to God? When everything's falling apart, right? When it's all a mess, that's when Israel comes close to God. That's when they grow in God. And when do you pray the most? And when do you press into God? And when do you walk with him? Isn't it when it's kind of tough? Now, I'm not saying that's how it should be, but, but listen, never waste a crisis. Never waste a difficulty. There's an opportunity in the midst of your difficulty. And in my experience is I believe that there's an intimacy, there's a connection with God, there's something that happens in difficulty that's just special. 
I think, and I think it's biblical. I think, I think you find it in Psalm 34, that God is near to the brokenhearted. That actually you can find aspects of God's character and an intimacy with him in difficulty that you just can't find in other places. And I think that part of this, the comfort that he brings, it's integral to our connection with him. I mean, you know that, that like, so babies, one of the ways they bond with their mom is what? They're uncomfortable, right? They're distraught. Mom comforts them. There's bonding. And that, that's why people with attachment uh, deficit and, and struggles, uh, what happened is that, you know, they needed comfort and they never got any. And, and here's a beautiful thing. We need comfort. God comforts us. There's strength. There's connection. There's love that happens in that. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. I mean, isn't that wonderful that that's one of his titles, one of his roles is to comfort you? And so no matter what your difficulty is, difficulty is going to come in your journey. But the destination is always the same, and it's the Father. It's to draw near to the Father in the midst of it. All right, but God doesn't just send difficulty. He also sends blessing. And here's another good thing. You know, we say, well, if you're not going to walk through difficulty, you will. And I want to tell you that if you're not walking through blessing, you will. God brings blessing in our life. And so let's look at Proverbs 5.21. And he says, for a man's way are in full views of the Lord. So he sees it all. And he examines all of his paths. So God knows the good stuff and God knows the bad stuff. And listen, God will bring blessing to you as well. That's another, there's lessons actually in blessing. And so the next point I have for you is in times of blessing, walk with faithful intentionality. Because blessing comes. And actually, I think there's some lessons in blessing that you can't learn anywhere else. Like you learn like, wow, God is so extravagant. And God is so gracious. Like God just gives me all this stuff that I don't deserve. I remember um, we uh, were renting uh, this house. Uh, we had to get a bigger house because we needed uh, um, some more room for foster kids. And each foster kid has to have their own room. And so, you know, we had to have another room. So we rented this house and rented our house out. And I remember we were in this house and got an amazing deal on it. I mean, it was just ridiculous. It was, it's a house that we never should have been able to afford. It was this huge house. And I'm just looking in it and I'm like, okay, God, you win. I mean, just the way that you just pour blessing out to us. These, these rooms are open, whoever you want to bring. And that's actually, that was the start of us adopting our daughter became at that time. I was like, I actually didn't want to adopt and Gina did. And I was just like, Lord, your blessings are so great. They're so overwhelming. I was like, you win, Jesus. You're just too good to me. And we see his blessings and we see his grace and how he just gives us things that we don't deserve. And if we press into it and we look for the Father in the middle of it, you know what we do? We grow. Now, you don't have to learn from blessings, but it's so much better if you do. It's more difficult, actually. Do you know it takes more discipline to grow in blessing? See, difficulty forces it on you. See, but, but when you're in blessing, you have to actually choose. You actually have to be disciplined to grow. You have to take time to be wise. You have to take time to be humble. You have to be disciplined and say, okay, now, Lord, what do you have for me in the midst of this? Here, another way to say it is, is when the sun is shining, apply sunscreen, right? It's out there. You're like, grow, make, make good choices, make wise choices. I mean, look what happens if you go through sunny days and blessings without applying sunscreen. I think we've got a little picture of that. It could be bad. It's not, you don't want that, 
Especially, you've got to take care of the little holes in your Crocs there. That's an important. Sunscreen matters, right? And here's the danger of blessing. The danger of blessing is actually we can be foolish in the midst of it. And you know what? One of the biggest temptations that come with blessing is this, this, this uh, determination to camp out there. Like, I've got to stay here. I mean, isn't that one of the problems with blessing is you're afraid of losing it? That's where we get. It's like, we've got to hold on to this. I, my life can't be good if I don't have these things that God has given me. Huge temptation. They become idols. You have to protect the blessing. You know, when Israel was following God, he, he would take the, a pillar, and they were out in the desert. He, there was a pillar of fire or a pillar of smoke, and that was the presence of God, and it would lead them. And they would get to a place, and like, oh, wow, this is a nice watering hole. Let's camp out, and let's stay. This is comfortable. And then God would take the, the pillar, and he would move. And what would the people would do is they would move with him. And see, in the middle of blessing, it's so tempting to just say, I'm just, I'm just going to stay here by the watering hole. See, but God says, no, no, we got to keep moving. We got to keep growing. We are on a path. See, another temptation of blessing is just entitlement. Like, I need this. I have to have this. It has to be this way. Another temptation is overconfidence. Look at what I did. I am so smart. I am so skilled. Well, who gave you your smarts? Who gave you your skills, right? And there are lessons that can only be learned in blessing. But you've got to engage. You've got to stay humble in the middle of it. And I think that's kind of the key. It's to humble our hearts. That's the best way to walk through blessing. Is an attitude of humility. Lord, I didn't do this. You did. Thank you. And the next thing is just an attitude of gratitude. Lord, I don't have to have this. I'm so thankful for what you've given me. Lord, thanks for blessing me, but we'll go wherever you want, which is an attitude of growth. You could change. You can move me. You could take me wherever you want me to go because, Lord, I want to grow because the whole point is connection with you. The whole point is to walk along with you, Father. So we learn to be joyful no matter what path we go down. We learn to find life whatever path he has. To be intentional to see him, to thank him, to praise him, to enjoy him. It's not a time to forget. So I don't know what path you're on right now, but I know that there's a path coming. There's a path of rapid change coming. Or there's a path of difficulty coming. Or there's a path of blessing coming. And the way forward is humility. And the way forward is connection with the Father. The way forward is growth. And Jesus, he brought light to the path. And he made clear that the destination he says, the destination is me. This is where we're going. This is where we're heading. Walk with me. Walk towards me. Walk for me. So, Lord God, I just thank you so much for the paths, Lord, that you have us on. I thank you for the good plans that you have for our lives. Lord, I pray that we would walk forward. God, we would walk forward in humility. Lord, that we would walk forward in connection with you. Lord, I pray that we would walk forward hand in hand. I thank you, Lord, that whatever path we are on, that you have life for us. And most of all, that you are there with us. So God, illuminate our paths. Lord, help us to walk with the Father and to the Father. 
And we give you praise and we give you glory and we just lift up your name, Lord. Whatever our path looks like right now, we declare that you are good and you are worthy of all our praise. You are worthy of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope that God spoke to you. We would love to follow up and care for you any way that we can. So come visit us at gracemontrose.org. Say hello. Let us know what we can do to help you grow in him. God bless you.